Hey, everybody, and welcome to episode 99 of the Tuesday Night Comics podcast. This is our last episode in the double digits. I'm Billy. Yeah. That voice you hear is Dave, as always. Yeah, woo. And uh, we're here to talk about new comics that are coming out in the penultimate week of, uh, of, of November. No, I take that back. This will be the last new comics week of November. Yeah, yeah, because we only have like Monday uh, yeah. next week. Um, yeah, because today, uh, today is Tuesday the 24th. So that would be November 31st, which is not a thing if, if, if next Tuesday. Well, then Wednesday would still be November 32nd. Yeah, <laughs> American education system at work here, people. Um, the last week in November, generally a skip week, though. I found a bunch of books to buy. My 20 is filled out exactly to 20 bucks. Um, but before that, there's some interesting comic news that I want to get in on, especially with some uh, Black Friday. Well, with, you know, Black Friday is around, right around the corner, and I've got right. a, uh, a Cyber Monday deal for everybody. Now, uh, oh, okay. Comixology apparently is going to have a huge sale on Cyber Monday. They have not announced what it is, but DC has announced what their sale on Cyber Monday will be. And it's going to be buy one, get one free on all comics, digital first editions, and graphic novels. Wow. The only stipulation is it has to be uh, older than 90 days. So you couldn't buy, say, like last week's Batman Europa. Hmm. Um, but well, anything... Yeah. So, you know, you're not waiting. You're not putting off buying this week's new books to buy them on Monday for half price, basically. Right, right. Yeah. Or else there'd be a huge dip in Dark Knight 3 sales, I feel like, this Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, I think I think you would be right. Yeah. Um, but how awesome is that? You know, Marvel's done this sale uh, a bunch of times recently. It looks like DC is getting in on it, too. And I, I don't know. I, I might go to town buying a bunch of DC books. Yeah, that's that's a really cool deal. I mean, it's basically a half off sale if you're buying more than one. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think you get whatever the lower value item is. So right. if you buy, say, like Arkham Asylum, you'd have to buy another graphic novel to make it worth it, as opposed to like you know then picking up also the latest issue of Justice League Dark. Right. Yeah. Um, Is Justice League Dark still being. Uh, no, uh, they canceled that with the. Like a long time. <laughs> Um, no, not too long ago. It was just okay. with like convergence, and then uh, so they they ended with convergence. And then there's a new book that should be coming out called Dark Universe that's being, I believe, written by uh, Ming Chou. Chou? Ming Chou? Okay, who um, wrote Dial H for Hero, I believe. Did I, or am I making that up? No, I don't think uh, so. no, you're you are messing that up. She's currently writing Constantine with uh. Brian Tinian the fourth. Gotcha. Um, James so, Tinian the fourth. James, man, I'm all off tonight. I'm off my DC game tonight. And that's impossible, man. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> Dave's been breathing pain fumes for the past few minutes, and it yeah. is it's starting to affect him. Ooh, and I'm getting angry. Look out. Uh oh. Uh, so let's see. Uh, so yeah, we got that DC sale going on, and then also we got a very cool teaser from Jessica Jones, and you can find that on the podcast page at TuesdayNightMovies.com. Uh, there was a tweet recently, uh, last week around, I think it was Sunday or Monday they put this out. 
it basically tied Jessica Jones to the Daredevil series. Have you watched Jessica Jones at all yet, Dave? Uh, I, I, you know what? Uh, <laughs> Saturday morning uh, when I was uh, making breakfast for my wife and I, I started watching it. And I was like, ooh, this is good. And I was like, ooh, I think I could sell Sarah on this. Mm. And uh, so whenever there's a superhero show that I could sell Sarah on, I stop it. And then I like, and then I watch it with her. And then, you know, if she is not sold, then I can find times by myself to watch it. But, you know, whenever she likes it, it's good because then she'll be like, you know, that we spend more time together than apart, you know, right. at home. So, um, yeah. So, uh, so maybe, uh, maybe this weekend I'll, I'll, I'll see if she, she likes it or not. Oh, okay, so you guys did not watch the first episode together. No, we had a busy weekend, so um, I didn't even watch any TV after that, like, first five minutes when I was making breakfast. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah, so, but, uh, but you know, I, I will probably, like, you know, over this holiday weekend, we'll probably get a chance to watch at least the first episode. And I always enjoy watching superhero shows with her because I enjoy, like, she has somewhat of a fresh take on some of that stuff, you know, right? Um, because she wasn't really exposed to it growing up too much, you know, um, or right at all, all. yeah. <laughs> so it's always funny listening to what she says because I'm like, oh, that's really true, you know. I know she got into the flash, does she get into the other shows too? Um, she loves iZombie, uh, the most, um, yeah, sure. and then. And then she she likes Supergirl, and then Flash is like at the bottom. So Interesting. I thought I thought Flash was towards the top because of like the uh, did the the because the Flash was like a musical theater major in, in college or something. Yeah, I mean, it, it rose to the top for like a second, but okay. I think I think she she like the girl power shows she she gets behind. Yeah. Ah, nice. Um, nice. And then speaking of girl power. The Wonder Woman movie is filming. You know, Dawn for Justice is still a few months away, but the, the follow-up Wonder Woman movie is filming, and they've confirmed who's going to play Steve Trevor. Yeah, Captain uh, James T. Kirk. That's right. Uh, William Shatner is playing yeah. Steve Trevor. <laughs> that would be so weird. <laughs> that would be so amazing. Yeah, I, I, I think I would be more excited for that movie. You don't have green skin, but... yeah. Like, you know, a, a very senior citizen, Steve Trevor. And that would work if, say, like Chris Pine, who is playing Steve Trevor in the movie, um, played Steve Trevor in like World War II era. And was I think he is. Hippolyta. It, yeah. Uh, and then became uh, James, uh, William Shatner in the present day. Oh, that would be unbelievably amazing. Yeah. Um, you can have that one for free, Warner Brothers. Yeah. Man. You should ask at least for like a dollar. Just uh, that a, is my standard rate. Yeah, just the dollar with a thank you from like from Billy Shatner on there. Billy Shatner from Billy to Billy. That's yeah, all I want. yeah. <laughs> all I want. Um, I'm gonna name the episode this podcast from Billy to Billy. From Billy to Billy. From Billy to Billy sounds like the episodes where it's just me hosting. <laughs> Uh, well, now I think you have another use for uh, from Billy to Billy. Yeah, that's true. Uh, and now here's a, I have a question for you, Dave. Since I became the DC guy of this podcast, I'm going to make you the Marvel guy. <laughs> oh, uh, geez. We've got ship dates for Secret Wars. Uh, number eight is coming out on December 9th, which is just uh, two weeks away. 
no, three weeks away. Not good at dates. But then number nine, the, file, the final issue is coming out on June, uh, December 23rd. June 23rd, oh my God. December 23rd, a couple of days before Christmas. I thought this was an eight-issue series. When did they extend it to nine issues? Or did I have this wrong? Um, they extended it to nine issues back in August, I think. Gotcha. Okay. Somehow I forgot about well, that. Well, I was the Marvel guy right there. You were, yes. Yeah, this, it's Bizarro Day on yeah. the Tuesday Night Comics podcaster, as I like to call it, the... The the uh, the Monday morning novels podcast, <laughs> the Monday morning novels radio show. Me, I'm sad to be here. Uh-huh. Wait, I mean, I mean, ah, yeah, man. <laughs> Keeping track of bizarre speak is hard, people. Yeah, uh, I feel like it's got. You have to have some good editing in there. Yeah, yeah. It's like ah, no, wait, I'm not really sad. I'm just doing bizarre speak. Oh, wait a second. Um, yeah, so that's it for news. Like, keep keep an eye out for that sale. We should be getting more announcements um, leading up to Cyber Monday, and plus, your local comic book store is probably going to have a, a Black Friday sale. I know most stores in New York City do. Um, uh, competition is just so tight here. Yeah, I I just I I uh, cruised through a bunch of that JSA sale recently on Comicsology. Ooh, yeah. I actually bought two books on that recent JSA sale. Two books oh, yeah. that, that like I have been waiting literally years to buy. I think I've mentioned them in in the like earliest episodes of this podcast because there was probably a JSA sale then. And uh, that is um, Adventure Comics 461 and 462, which features the death of the uh, Earth 2 Batman. We were talking about this, I think, during Convergence, actually. Yeah, probably. And, and probably uh, earlier. Um, yeah, I just filled in, like, I don't have any of those digitally. Right. And um, I was like, uh, you know what? I, I'll I'll take this time to, like, grab them digitally because I don't know what my plans are for physical comics in the coming years. So I was like, and these are things that I go back to, you know. It wasn't like I was purchasing something that I haven't read, like, thousand times over and we'll read a thousand times over again right. so um so i was like i feel like this is a good 99 cent sale to get in on for me um so i didn't go too crazy but um i didn't uh i didn't usually i will purchase like the recently reduced dc comics that i follow yeah. uh and i just subbed that out with this jsa sale so what did you get in on? Did you go in for like the 80s All-Star Squadron series or did you go for the Jeff Johns JSA? I, I went for the Jeff Johns JSA just because, you know, I feel like those are like some of the best stories. Um, hmm. And uh, I had grabbed the All-Star Squadron stuff um, previously. Um, and I think we talked about like, that's like, got I've got an emotional attachment to that stuff. So, right. Um, so but yeah so it was, it was a it was a fun week for me for as far as that sale goes yeah and those uh all-star squadron issues i think one of them that was on sale was one of the first comics i ever bought um i was trying to find out which issue it was but i remember just seeing one of the covers and i was like hey wait a second that's that's like a comic that i think i bought in a quarter bin or like at a candy store that you know sold comics but would like have a box of like old comics Right, right. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I bought all those in quarter bins and, you know, they were they were great. You know, they were tied up in World War II 
and um, had, you know, great writing by Roy Thomas. And the covers w- were um, uh, the uh, Kubert right. was doing the, the covers, which were beautiful. And Jerry Ordway was doing the art inside. And I, and I, I feel like Jerry Ordway got like much more stiff as he got older uh in his uh in his drawings i can and, see that and they seemed much more alive back then mm-hmm. um and uh yeah so i really i yeah i love those comics oh which uh, world war ii makes me think back to the wonder woman stuff we were talking about yeah. um so the thing that i thought was cool is that some people are saying that steve trevor's in like maybe world war one gear yeah interesting so I'm guessing they're wrong, and it's probably World War II. Uh, World War One sounds a little crazy. Yeah. Um, especially since, like, I mean, you could. So I think they're going to make Wonder Woman like an ageless character, you know. Right. Um, so I think, you know, she's going to come to the world in World War Two, and you know, will be a part of man's world since then. Um, but the cool thing is, if you they release the new picture. Uh, of Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman. Um, and in the background, you see Big Ben. Oh, wow. So that uh, points to Brian Azzarello's run of yeah. Wonder Woman. So that that got me a little bit excited. Yeah, that would get me excited too. Oh, and I found that issue that was one of the first comics I ever bought. That was All-Star Comics number 59 from 1976, a full year before I was born. Wow. Uh, and probably many years before a lot of our listeners were born. Uh, and this just, it has on the cover like a golem like stone giant who's carrying a passed out power girl and just like clocks Jay Garrick towards the reader while the rest of, uh, you know, the Golden Age Justice Society is, is coming to their aid. And I just remember being wowed by this comic um, that back, back when I was a kid. And yeah. Funny because like I never found the follow-up issues, and that's the beautiful thing about comicsology is now if I wanted to, I could buy that issue, and could buy every basically every issue that um, going following it. Yeah. <clears throat> so, Billy, what's in your twenty? Oh, so what am I actually buying this week as opposed yeah. to old Justice Society comics? <laughs> uh, I, I'm another victim of high price books this week, and I hit exactly twenty dollars. But I do it in only four books. Oh, wow. I was talking to a coworker recently, and he was saying how a comic book store opened up by his house in the Bronx. And I was like, oh, cool. And he was saying how he took his kid there. He's like, but the place is a total ripoff. The guy wanted like $3 for like new comics. And I was like, uh, that's not the guy. That's just the publishers. And that's kind of a bargain these days. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah, true. The $3 comic is going to lay the dodo bird. Yeah, I mean, you should. That's where I feel like people could be turned on to like online stuff. And I mean, not to crap on retailers, but you know, the 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 dollar um, sales that Comixology has, and you know, uh, yeah. or even the trade sales. Where I, I know I always text you when I'm just like shocked when I'm like. Look at this amazing image book that's four ninety nine. Yeah, you're like Saga Volume Four. I remember specifically. You're like Saga Volume Four, six dollars. New issue of Batman, five dollars. There's not. There's something not right here. Yeah, I'm like, this is why that something's gonna happen that 
that's going to make the market crumble because that can't, I don't know how that will sustain itself. You know, no, I, I agree completely. I, I really think that um, comic book stores are going to go the way of record stores. Yeah. I mean, it's sad, but it's true. And I think good comic stores will still, still be out there as novelty shops, you know? Yeah. Like um, I would, at the same time, I would have thought, you know, a store like uh, Bergen Street Comics in Brooklyn would 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 survive the transition because of the way they focus just on um, graphic novels and like bookshelf editions and indie books. But I think the way to to stay in business as a comic book store is to focus on the tchotchkes and like comics become kind of like you know you're a comic book store, but you're making most of your profit off statues and the action figures. Right. Right. Like, it seems like those are the stores that do the best in New York City. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. But but back to the topic at hand, what's in my 20? Uh, the first book is a book that I'm kind of on the fence about. It's also the most expensive book that I'm going to be buying this week. It's Dark Knight 3, The Master Race, number one, by Frank Miller and Brian Azzarello, um, with art by Andy Kubert and Klaus Janssen. It's a $6 comic. Uh, I noticed there's a collector's edition hardcover for this issue coming out in uh, early December on December 9th for $12. And I, I think it's basically just this issue, but with a hardcover cover. Wow. And I've seen that when I've been in Europe, like uh, Detective Comics 900, when it was foreign language reprinted in Europe, they didn't use the Detective Comics 900 cover. They used a different cover, like a more iconic Batman cover. Right, but they released that as a hardcover comic huh. um, instead of like uh, you know just a normal like, floppy. Right, to bring that term back, uh, but it's an interesting text case because I I don't I feel like this hasn't been done in America. Like, I I really wonder if it'll catch on. Yeah, I don't know. Because um, like, are fans going to pay twice the price to have a hardcover version of a single issue? I that, feel like some will. Yes. Yeah, that came out two weeks earlier. Right, right. Like, chances are you've already read the book. You've spent $6 on it. Like, will you then pay it? Like, you have to really love that comic, um, which is why I'm surprised they're releasing it two weeks later. I would think, like, you would say, all right, let's get people hooked on Dark Knight Excitement, and uh, that's probably going to peak on Wednesday. <laughs> two weeks later, they might be like, this book's not very good. It's more Dark Knight 2 than Dark Knight 1. Right. I feel like it's going to be something completely different, though. Yeah. Oh, oh, totally. Especially because I feel like Brian Azzarello is more in charge of the writing and then the art, you know, I, I, I did not like the art in Dark Knight 2. And here we're getting Andy Kubert um, paired up with Klaus Janssen. So you're going to have a much different art style, too. Yeah, um, I'm very interested to see how this works as part of the trilogy, because it seems so separated from it, um, where you have an additional writer and you have a completely different artist, um, both of whom are great. But I just I wonder how it fits into that trilogy. Yeah. Um, which will now. Uh, w did you hear the news that now it's going to be um, uh, uh, a four uh, a four series run that um, Frank Miller has been inspired, and he's now working on Dark Knight Four. Oh goodness. And he's also uh, wants to do a a comic book series 
just featuring Carrie Kelly prior to Dark Knight. Or I, I think he said prior to Dark Knight, but it's going to be like a Nancy Drew type kids series, which sounds which sounds cool, you know. Yeah, it, it 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 does sound cool until you, you know, remember the recent Frank Miller releases, which is uh, All Star Batman and Robin. Uh, Dark Knight Two is not recent, but recent as far as Frank Miller is concerned, and uh, Holy Terror, which was basically going to be. Dark Knight Three, right? And uh, then you're like, "Ooh, I don't, you know, like he's a legend." Don't get me wrong. Yeah, no, like I, it's like a new Stan Lee release. You know, it's hard to get excited for it in my opinion. right. No, I know what you mean. I definitely, I, I understand. Uh, but yeah, that's that's the news for that. So it's not even going to be a trilogy. But I wonder how it's going to sit in, you know, book ended between Frank Miller stuff. You know, yeah. Now I have a question, and I guess this will get answered on Wednesday at the latest. Is this comic going to be in prestige format, a format that you don't see that much anymore? Hmm, because the others were, right? Right. It was the format that I think was first used for Dark Knight Returns. I think that was the first book that that used it, and then um, was used for Dark Knight Returns Part Two, and then right. also you know all DC's Elseworld books and anything they wanted to catch your eye mm, with. Actually, like, I think. I'm gonna say, I think you're wrong. Oh, I think I think it was Camelot three thousand. Oh, you know what? Okay, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. You, you have. I've, I've reclaimed, regained. <laughs> you've reclaimed the title as the DC guy on this podcast. Yeah, that was that was a really nerdy pull. That was a really nerdy pull. I don't know anyone who ever has even read Camelot three thousand. <laughs> It's always in DC's like 100 graphic novels you must own every year. Yeah. And I was like, how is it still in print? Yeah. It's it's like, other than Green Arrow, I think it's what Mike Barron is known for. Ah, gotcha. Um, yeah. It's, it's like, read Star Slammers too while you're at it, like for obscure 80s, <laughs> 80s, 80s graphic novels. All right. So yeah, six bucks goes to Dark Knight 3, The Master Race. It's so expensive that I'm tempted to buy the sketch variant cover just so I could get somebody to draw Batman on it. Um, even though I'm really trying to not buy print comics that aren't called Coper anymore. Number uh, two on my list is Archie number four by Mark Wade and Annie Wu. Now, uh, is Annie Wu the new regular artist on this? Uh, I don't is know. It, it was Fiona Stables before this. Fiona Stables had said, like, you know, uh, Archie would not get in the way of her saga work. I was hoping Fiona Stables would be on for like six issues, but I guess yeah. maybe it's just three. Now, I liked Annie Wu on Hawkeye, so uh, you know, I'm not disappointed. I'm just bummed that Fiona Staples is off the book so quickly. Right. And like I said last week, if you <laughs> if you told me that I'd be buying two Archie comics a month by the end of the year, I would you know, been just laughed at you. Right, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I agree with you. Yeah. If somebody would have been like, Billy's buying two Archie comic books, so I'd be like, what's, is he on drugs? <laughs> what is going on with Billy? Is he on like some kind of midlife crisis? Yeah. Hey, just, I really like the double digest when I'm on the toilet. Um, <laughs> who doesn't? But, okay. And now we're going to jump down to image for my final two picks. Um, one is saga number 31 by Brian K. Vaughn and the aforementioned Fiona Staples. Oh, uh, nice. Which explains why she's not doing Archie anymore. I'm so excited that Saga's back, and they're doing a time jump here. Um, it's the start of a new 
story arc and Hazel has entered kindergarten. Mm. I never thought I'd be excited to read the sentence blank <laughs> enters kindergarten as the description of a comic book. <laughs> but I am. And uh, and then finally, my last pick, and also what I think is going to be the sleeper of the week. So this could be the speculative pick of the week if you're into buying comics, hoping that they will raise in value. And that's Ringside number one, written by Joe Keenan, art by Nick Barber and Simon Goh. It's a $4 image book. Um, it's a new ongoing series that takes place in the world of professional wrestling. And I have a feeling that this could be really, really good. Uh, like, un unlike the WWE comics, this is portraying wrestlers as real people and not like their personas out on adventures. It's not like the Undertaker going to fight the devil. Uh, this, yeah, th this could be a, like a nice slice of life comic. So I'm definitely intrigued. And I'm guessing professional wrestling comic that does not have a major license attached to it is going to be short ordered by a lot of stories. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so this might be one I actually buy in print because who knows, maybe Ringside becomes like a new AMC series and then I've got like a $500 comic. That would be sweet. Or maybe it goes nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> and what's on your 20, Dave? Well, like you, I'm going to take a stab at Dark Knight 3. Mm. Um, I, I like Brian Azzarello. Um, yeah. And I'm just interested. I mean, I, I kind of feel like everyone's going to buy this book just to see if they're into it or not. Yeah. Um, so I think everybody, that should be on everybody's 20, even though it's $6. That, <laughs> that's kind of rough. Um, after that, uh, I'm going with Aquaman uh, number 46, which Batman is in. This is nearing the end of Colin Bunn's run. Mm. I'm also getting uh, Justice League 3001. Um, which Camelot 3000 does make appearances in. <laughs> and um, I am also Wait, getting... You're kidding, right? No, I'm not. Camelot 3001 is making an appearance? Camelot wow. 3000... Uh, you, in Justice League 3000, actually, Camelot right. 3000 is in there. That's, like, where they land. Oh, wow. I... Oh, wait. Okay. Yeah, now I get it. Yeah, totally. I think I, like, glossed that over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was, like, a little wink and a nod type of thing. Yeah, because they both take place in the year 3000. In the yeah, year yeah, yeah, yeah. 3000. <laughs> year 3000. Sorry, I feel like you have to do that any year that ends in 1000. <laughs> um, I'm also uh, getting Omega Men number six which is um, halfway through its 12-issue run, and I believe it's going to be canceled at 12 unless people start buying this, so please start buying this. Mm. And um, I feel like that was a tough sell right out the gate. There's sometimes when DC launches books, and I'm like, these are not going to last long. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, it's tough. Like Omega Men is just a property, I feel like, that just traditionally does not sell well. Um, it was pretty big, I think, in the 80s for like a couple of years, and that was about it. Right. Um, so that brings me to 15 bucks, and then I'm going to get Justice League of America by Brian Hitch and Brian Hitch, number five, and that mm. will bring me to 19 bucks. Ah, uh, the Hitch brothers. Yes, yes, Brian Hitch and Brian Hitch. So what did you read this week? 
Uh, I did not read much. I I read Batman Europa number one, which yeah. was not on my 20 last week. I totally glossed over it. And I remember like when it first got announced, being excited for it because it was a cool concept and a cool creative team. With uh, you know, we were talking about how much we like Brian Azzarello. Uh, he is the writer on this, along with Matteo Casali. Um, and then the layouts for each issue are by Giuseppe Camoncoli. Mm-hmm. Did a lot of work on Amazing Spider-Man with Dan Slott. Uh, and then the pencils and finishes for issue one are done by Jim Lee with color by Alex Sinclair. I got to tell you, man, this, this comic is great. This is a $5 comic. You know, I'm not a fan of paying that much for individual issues. But I feel like I really got my $5 worth out of it. It's uh, 36 pages, including a couple of house ads. But none of those pages are double-page spreads. Um, We get a lot of, you know, which seems like a rarity for a Jim Lee comic. There are a couple of full-page splashes, but most of the most of the the pages are uh, are you know four, five, or six panels, three three to six panels. It seems it it follows like a rotating um, panel layout. So it is cool to like see the way that it was laid out and then the way that Jim Lee, you know, finished it off. And also, uh, you don't have Scott Williams on inks. You have Jim Lee inking himself. And the style looks pretty different than when uh, Williams is inking him. It's a much looser style. Uh, it's not worse in any way, it's, but it, it is more sketchy, where it looks like basically like he inked directly on top of his pencils and was going for like a pencil look. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, now, I don't know if he did that maybe on a computer, or if uh, or if he did it with with a brush or or a pen, but it, mm-hmm. it looked really cool. Um, and the story is a lot of fun. It it involves uh, the Batman and the Joker being forced to team up with each other on someone who's trying to kill both of them. And you know, it's a rarity that you have Batman teaming up with his most hated of enemies. Yeah, yeah. But as far as the story goes, uh, it's like a travel log of Europe. Each issue is going to be taking place in a different city. Issue number one takes place in Berlin. Um, you can tell that the writers and artists are familiar with the city by the way, the uh, just the way Batman travels through it, and then also the layout, like the physical layout of the city. It reminded me a bit of Tony Daniel. Uh, not Tony Daniel. It reminded me of Tony Daniel. It reminded me of Tony Harris with uh, Starman, where he, you know, he's creating Opal City, and Opal City became like a character in the book. Right. Uh, Ber- Berlin, though, is a real city, but becomes part part like a character in the comic. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so totally worth paying full price for. It will not be eligible for the buy one, get one free sale. If it was, I might have waited a couple of days. Mm. <laughs> that sounds I'm... really good. Like, you you kind of sold me on that. Nice. Yeah, I, I recommend reading it for next week. Yeah, I might. I might. If you do, I will read it a second time, just so it'll be fresh <laughs> in my mind. Um, all right. Well, I'll let you know if I do. Yeah, and then the, I didn't read any other books. I did see uh, the first two episodes of Jessica Jones. I actually saw it in the movie theater. I went to the premiere for it. Uh, the whole cast was there, including Kristen Ritter and David Tennant. Uh, and uh, we, we had reserved seats thanks to being a Marvel Plus Unlimited member. I was able to bring a guest. My wife came with me, and she enjoyed it. Um, the only problem is the so Marvel... You really liked it? Yeah, yeah, she thought it was a good show. Well, that's, that's a good... I'm going to also pitch that in... And with the because 
Usually if I'm like, well, Julie liked it, Sarah will be like, all right, well, another girl liked it who doesn't like comic books. Yeah. Now I will say this. It's pretty dark. I could see Sarah not liking it because of mm. how dark it is. Uh, yeah, that, that might, that might like, she might jump off whenever yeah. it gets too dark. Cause she's and, like, mm, I don't like violence. Yeah. And I believe in the first episode, there's some violence that like, even I was like, whoa, that seemed a little excessive. Uh, Maybe it was the second episode. I think it was the first episode. But I like the series a lot. Um, I'm excited to watch the rest of it. And I didn't actually, after watching those two episodes of movie theater, I did not watch any more of them uh, on the TV. But I, I just want to savor the series. I, I know somebody who, who woke up at like 6 in the morning and watched all 13 episodes before noon on Friday. And uh, I, I want to do the opposite of that. Well, sometimes I feel like you forget it then because you're just like in it. And then you're like, what was that day? Yeah, exactly. Um, plus, it, it's funny because he posted to Facebook. He was like, he's like, all right, I finished Jessica Jones. And I was like, it's not even lunch. It's not even noon yet. And somebody was like, what did you think of it? And somebody else said, let the guy take a shower, brush his teeth, and get a bite to eat first. <laughs> so, someone should have said, please take a shower and brush your teeth and get a bite to eat. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Uh, but Jessica Jones is great. I could see you liking it. It is darker than Daredevil, so I could see Saturday Oh, really? Like, hmm. It's hmm. not as, like, fighty as Daredevil, but I think it's darker than Daredevil. It's much more of a psychological thriller. But if anybody's a fan of the Alias comic, I think they would like the TV show. Hmm. Well, we, we shall see. I'll, I'll let you know if she's a yay or a nay on it. Um when when we watch it so i read a, a couple of books this week um i i read the life after um actually i'm gonna hold off on that i'm gonna start with the new books that i read i read uncanny avengers annual number one by james robinson and mark lamming um and this introduces uh the emerald warlock um, and it is confirmed uh, in solicitations and by the end of the book, he is going to be the antagonist in the Scarlet Witch series. Oh, nice. And this is my favorite book of the week. Yeah, I was going to read that. I saw that you had read it um, pretty early in the week, and I, I ended up reading Batman Europe instead. Uh, well, like, you know, let me find out if Dave likes it before. Yeah, I... definitely read it. I, I feel like this is James Robinson at his best um, as far as like superhero comics. You know, he's using the past to tell uh, a story that's taking place in the present. And he, you know, um, is really um, dealing with a character that's not one dimensional. And uh, uh, yeah. And, you know, he has a, I feel like he has as much of a grasp on Marvel's history as DC's history, especially when you talk about Golden Age stuff. Oh, definitely. You know, just looking at his uh, Invaders run. Right. Um, so I would suggest everybody go out and get that. Art's beautiful. Um, really, really nice inking on the art, too. Um, I, that That's one thing that I, that, that came to mind when I was, uh, when I was reading it, I was like, wow, th this inker has done a great job. And I, I don't even know who inked it. Um, so I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> but 
Uh, great job. Uh, I also read Dr. Fate number six by Paul Levitz and Sonny Liu. Um, great. Still great. Still going strong. Uh, it's the penultimate, uh, which I thought last issue was the penultimate, but this is, I think, really the penultimate uh, issue of the storyline where um, uh, Dr. Fate uh, gets... Uh, eaten at the end by um eaten. yeah by um anubis and uh he's like you don't know what's going to happen but he's also blind now because he trade traded his sight for his father's life and so i it made me think of dr strange and his his hands and stuff and um and if he's not like as in his life, is he going to be a blind doctor, you know? Oh, interesting. Um, kind of like Dr. Midnight. Yeah, which, uh, that's true, too. I was thinking of that, too. And uh, But he could see when he has the helmet DC. on. <laughs> so, uh, oh, he could see with the helmet on. Interesting. Kind of like yeah. how Dr. Midnight can sort of see with his, like, special goggles. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. The can. DC train keeps on the rolling. Oh, man. <laughs> so, so I don't know if he's going to have sight by the end of this or not, or... You know what's going to happen, but uh, it's been a it's been a great read. Um, I also read um, uh, Huck by Mark Millar and uh, Raphael Albuquerque. Um, oh, that was the new Image comic, right? Yeah. How was it? It was great. So uh, Mark Miller pictures it as uh, what if. Superman was it's like Superman and uh Forrest Gump uh meet each other combined and it's a pretty accurate like elevator pitch for the book mm. and what we were talking about last week where we're talking about uh Smallville you know kind of being in on Clark's secret yeah um uh, and the Daily Planet and All-Star Superman being in on the secret a little bit. Um, that's, you know, I, I feel like Grant Morrison did it with a more delicate touch. Um, and right with Mark Miller he, here, he's, it's not a delicate touch. He's saying like, this town knows. And it's almost like you, you know, you know those horror comics where you, um, someone comes into a town and you know no one's heard of it and no one ever leaves the town and that kind of thing right. um, and you're like something's weird about this town and they're all like zombies eating people whoever comes through the town or whatever you know something like the that. Long Island. <laughs> um so basically this is it's kind of like that they all protect huck they're like he is our our special guy but um mm. He's actually it's kind of like South Brooklyn. I bet uh Brooklyn number one would agree with me. Probably. Um so Huck uh is kind of um you would like some people think he might have like a learning disability. Okay. But he's also has superpowers. That's not but, a good combo. Um at the same time, he might be the smartest person in the room because he's like all he does is just make a list of good deeds every every day mm. to do and he does is he these... kind of like autistic um 
No, he just doesn't talk much. He's like, you know, when like he's just kind of like a simple person. Gotcha. And so that's where like I feel like Mark Millar has touched on something that's, you know, where he's making the reader guess is this guy, you know, is he not very smart or mm. is he just kind of Zen, <laughs> you know, mm. like he doesn't need to do much, you know, but you know, he works at a gas station. He, he buys people lunch, you know, he's, he'll go and find something he lost and he's really just enjoys doing good things for good people. No, no. And, and, um, it it's a it's a good superman story that's not a superman story yeah unlike superman american alien in your opinion yeah i would feel like this felt more like a superman book than that did interesting in, in gonna, some ways i'm gonna have, um, to, have to pick that up and it's called huck right yeah i think it's uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna double check it was either huck or puck but i believe it's huck yeah puck would be a midget canadian superhero who likes to do somersaults right <laughs> or a a a a a foul-mouthed bike messenger, or or an imp. Is that who uh, was in shape? Yeah, it's Huck, like Huck, like, like Huck Finn. Yes. Gotcha. Um, and uh, if you don't like the writing, you will love the art. Um, mm -hmm. But you know, I, I it's I feel like Mark Miller at his best. You know, That's sometimes good. sometimes he he gets like the simple story in like that elevator pitch just right that you're like oh man this is perfect and i think this is one of those times nice because that's good because a lot of mark miller stuff i've been reading just it you know it seems just a little too curse heavy a little too like ultra violent for the sake of ultra violence very um early 2000s so it, it's nice if he's getting away from that yeah this had none of that in i don't i don't even know if there was a curse word in there and violence Mm. there was some but it wasn't like the focus of the story mm. so yeah definitely give it a read i think you'll like it yeah okay so i think i'll be reading two of your books for next week and you'll be reading one of mine for next week awesome yeah so for everybody listening uh for next week's podcast you'll be hearing a lot of the same stuff <laughs> but we'll also be talking about dark knight 3. this is true um as far as uh, old books, I read um, The Life After, um, volume one by Joshua Hale Fialkov, and mm -hmm. the artist was Gabo. Um, so I'm going to give you the elevator uh, pitch on this. Okay. Um, so basically, it's God's son slash Jesus's little brother uh, was born and finally comes to consciousness in purgatory. Mm um and when he kind of realizes that he's in purgatory and he doesn't he doesn't know that he's in purgatory but he's in this weird place uh he finds one other person who's kind of conscious in this like uh hellish place you know mm. um and uh the other person is um ernest hemingway <laughs> and he's his guide through purgatory oh, and so he is starting a revolution in purgatory and uh it, this is making the powers that be uh the people who run purgatory very very uh 
upset. And they're like uh, middle management office people. Um, so it's got a lot of humor. It's it's clever. Um, I really enjoyed it. Um, and the uh, I, uh, there's a second volume out, but I'm going to wait for a sale because it was like $14. And I was like, I liked it, but I was like, I'll like it at, better at $4. <laughs> um or five dollars you know mm. um but yeah anytime there's a a, a sale out there I, I definitely uh i it was it was by oni so they're they're a little few and far between their sales but right yeah um, they rarely do a sale yeah but if if you uh if you when, when they do it's like all their comics on sale yeah yeah so definitely pick it up it's great it's got really cool art uh it kind of reminds me of the guy who does um uh that hickman book um not east of west uh the the manhattan project gotcha and uh so yeah so it was really good i enjoyed i enjoyed the heck out of it um i read um fate number five and six um this included stephen grant now as a writer on fate and um it 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 was uh the <laughs> issue five brings in the conclave and the conclave is like the prototype for what becomes the sentinels of magic which um then i think becomes the prototype for uh bill wilmingham's series and i forget what his magic series about the dc universe was um, but the, his team yeah shadow that's what it was shadow pact yeah I, I think i was one of the few people who bought shadow pact yeah it was a good book it was a good read yeah. uh, so uh it was like sentinel here um you know phantom stranger dr occult and uh so bloodwind and some random other people checking out who this new fate was and it was it was a pretty decent read um and the next read was very like 90s x-files ish and i feel like this series is definitely influenced by x-files a lot um and uh it was like a, a haunted computer and you know there was definitely mm -hmm. like some 90s badassery going on yeah but, uh, but it, was a, it, was a, it was a decent read um i feel like the first four were like uh more of a structured story and these were not as much but like more interesting in finding out who the character of jared stevens is and gotcha. less of like the image of him being uh the doctor's out you know <laughs> oh the doctor's out um, yeah. uh finally how finally. how long did that series run did they publish that for a while or uh, it, it like a year and they were years. like we're done with you ran two years and then it jumped to us uh, they renamed the series uh books of fate book know. of fate yeah, yeah and it was written by um oh what's his name he uh he, he's writing uh justice league 3000 right now uh keith giffen yeah uh, keith giffen okay so keith giffen wrote that for about a year so he had about like a three or four year like run as the of like constantly being around monthly mm so like as much as like people like crap on him like people bought his book for three years, yeah. three, it, four true. years. It, it was one of the worst design costumes come out in the 1990s though yeah i feel like the book of fate like really did a nice revamp of that costume 
like he, okay. they put him in a t-shirt and jeans and uh like a, a ripped up trench coat right um, right now i feel like in in like where we are in style like trench coats are like really like just weird like you never see yeah. anybody in a trench coat and when you do you're like does he have a gun under there like that guy like like he doesn't like like it doesn't seem like that guy's undercover it's like huh. that guy is a weirdo and wants to stick out what's 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 going on with that guy in the trench coat you know um especially if one he like ripped off the sleeves with one you know um so so yeah so uh so uh you know it, it's a good read and uh lastly i read the first story arc in jeff john's avengers um which was okay now is that when he brought like uh union jack into the avengers uh he was already in the avengers i think okay it reads I, as though like he was already there i, I remember um, reading reading that run and, uh, and did you get to the issue where uh hank Pym and the wasp get back together and it's a little on the very like sexy side uh no i remember when that happened yeah um, but uh this this seems like him getting his footing right. but he doesn't seem to like excel at writing marvel characters mm. um, at least well that's not true because from the thing and the vision were very good right but the avengers outside of cap and falcon when they were having their scenes it felt a little too like by the numbers and i don't know if he's like transitioning into his own like team and his own story and he had to do that to get there mm. but um yeah so so yeah so that's what i read this week nice um and that i guess brings us to the end of the podcast i think so yeah join us next week when we talk about dark knight returns volume three the master race i'm not sure what the master race refers to in this sense like i know what it refers to in the sense of like world war ii i know what it refers to oh what does it refer to it's a little bit of a spoiler no then don't tell me okay now i get why you're like i know what it refers to but i'm not going to say anything <laughs> You're like, quit being so elusive, David. Yeah, come on, Dave. I'm trying to pin you down here. It'll spoil the book for you. Oh, okay, never mind. Uh, yeah, so I'll talk about Dark Knight 3. Uh, I'll probably talk about some of the books that one of us read and the other one didn't this week. So if you <laughs> enjoyed those comics, then get ready for a double dose of it. Yeah, man. In the meantime, have an awesome Tuesday night, a fantastic new comic book day Wednesday, and a joyful and um, turkey-filled Thanksgiving. Yeah, gobble, gobble. Gobble, gobble, indeed. And, and get on those Black Friday sales. Yeah, and look out uh, TuesdayNightMovies.com for the post about uh, the Cyber Monday deals. We'll have those up, um, and we'll probably be updated once we get the uh, embargoed information about the Comixology sale. Yes. So, oh, um, yeah. All right. Peace out. Bye.